Welcome to Interactive Insights from MKB Law. In this episode, we focus on employment law and specifically the new buzzwords and concepts that have arisen uh, in a post-pandemic world. These are quite quitting, quite firing, the great resignation and career cushioning. I'm Andrew Lightburn, Employment Solicitor at MKB Law, and I'm joined by Employment Paralegals Rachel McBrin. Hi, Andrew. And Katie Bell. Hi, Andrew. Uh, Rachel, um, I believe you're going to tell us about quiet quitting and firing. Yes, so on this topic, these terms are fast becoming a viral discussion through social media platforms such as TikTok. So quiet quitting is the employee's choice to slow down workload and refuse to overexert themselves in the current job role with the hope of finding new employment and exiting. It also means withdrawing from the workplace pace and working to the bare minimum to avoid disciplinary action, but it also adds the pressure to fellow colleagues. Whereas quiet firing follows a similar line, but this action comes from the employer subtly deciding to push a selected employee out of the company. So this avoids going through the correct procedure and the human rights policies in the hope the employee chooses to exit because of the unfavorable environment created indirectly by the employer. So the questions for you, Andrew, I suppose, are can these behaviours actually be proven? Um, Some of the behaviours are actually a bit of a grey area. And also, what are the legal impacts for the employer? Thanks, Rachel. So the first thing I say about quiet quitting is that it depends on the employee's job role and contract in terms of are they still functioning in the, the role? Are they still doing what they need to be doing? Um, if they are, then there isn't really a, a, a risk to them as such, apart from not being you know, advanced for promotion or something like that. But where the issue might arise is where their performance might drop below what is expected of their, their job role. And therefore, what might happen is that they might find themselves being performance managed, potentially, or even dismissed because of their performance. So it's a very fine line, if you like, that they're treading as to... Um, how little they can do without perhaps drawing attention to themselves and being subject to some performance action by the employer. With quiet firing, um, there's always a risk here that if an employer isn't supporting that employee, isn't giving them pay rises, isn't giving them uh, promotion or training opportunities, and generally sort of ignoring them, that it could breach what we call trust and confidence, which exists in all employment contracts. And that may result in a constructive dismissal claim against the employer. So it's not always a good idea for an employer to sort of say, well, I'm going to try and force this employee out by just sort of um, isolating them and and not giving them any support because that could risk a claim. If an employer has issues with performance, then they really need to deal with it head on and deal with it in discussing with the employee and also performance management. So there are risks to this quiet quitting and uh, quiet firing uh, for both employees and employers but yeah it is quite a common situation as I understand it. Um, right uh, Katie I believe you're doing the great resignation. Yes um, sounded rather like a novel but as far as I've known there is no book called the great resignation yet and um, it is a collective term for the mass resigning of employees from companies after lockdown. Um, and it comes as a reaction to the quarantined workforce during the COVID-19 pandemic. 
This led employees to resign their current roles and move into work they'd considered during the quarantine period. It was a mass movement and it affects the employer's ability to retain staff. So my question for you, Andrew, is in the eyes of the employer, is there anything they can do to prevent these mass exits and any legal details they may need to know that can prevent changes in the long term for retaining staff? Thanks, Katie. So the the Great Resignation, as it's uh, coined, came out of essentially lockdown, where a lot of people had a lot of time on their hands to think about and reflect on their their employment and perhaps the jobs or the the sectors that they worked in. And um, many decided that either they wanted a complete change or that perhaps they weren't getting the the salary or benefits that they uh, should have been. And there was this great resignation, as the as the, the title suggests. Um, and certainly that's supported by the figures as well, not just in the UK, but in, in other countries as well, that there has been a, a substantial increase in resignations uh, in the sort of flux in the, the employment marketplace. What can employers do? Well, it's all about retention, really. And it's about ensuring that, you know, are the things that are important to employees uh, being offered? So in a post-pandemic world, hybrid working and remote working was, was very important. And often that will be a clincher for employees if they're looking for jobs at a new employer. Do they offer hybrid working? Do they offer remote working? Um, a lot of employees see that as being quite important. Um, and one interesting point is that in the marketplace, there's also, uh, and I think it was a, a, um, a solicitor's firm, Employers are saying, you know, we're willing to make some roles totally uh, remote working from home, but there will be a difference in salary. So I think in one example, um, a law firm said you can you can work remotely, but you have to sort of agree to a 20% salary reduction uh, because that accounts for the fact that essentially you don't have to do the commuting and perhaps the thought that, that you might not be as productive as, as what you would have been. Um, obviously that detracts from some extent from actually working remotely but just an interesting example there um, other things that employers might do is benefits benefits these days are really important so are they offering what their competitors are such as you know private medicals really important and also in the, uh, in the current the current market pension contributions is also really important is an employer offering fairly generous pension contributions other things that would attract employees to perhaps stay would be what we call ESG issues, uh, so environmental, social uh, issues. So is an employer particularly perhaps green? Then that might sit with some employees' uh, own sort of personal philosophies. Um, and other things that employees might do that just sits with what an employee, uh, where they feel comfortable working. So I said those are the things that employers really need to look at to how we're going to retain employees um, and work-life balance is also another one in culture you know engaging with employees making sure that they're happy and if they're not then there will be an exodus this is what employers need to uh, look at um, I believe we've also got another topic of career cushioning now I've, I've not actually heard of career cushioning. Uh, do you want to tell us a bit more about that one, Katie? Yes, um, it came out of the Great Resignation um, 
and it is a smaller topic but very much uh, relevant to what we are discussing today and career cushioning it is the employee act of obtaining backup work in the way their original job will become redundant in the current economic climate so it is an employment reaction to the current economy that we are living in um, and the strain that we are all finding ourselves under and my question for you Andrew would be does the employer have any legal rights in this situation where an employee is wishing to take on work in other companies um, and can this be monitored is there any legal detail regarding multiple jobs okay I think there's a there's a couple of points here there is um career cushioning and it, it seems to sort of fit potentially with the quiet quitting uh, concept that we talked about that employees who are only doing the bare minimum might also be career cushioning in the sense that they might be looking to uh, line up a second job and as I understand career cushioning might include things just like making yourself look more attractive to other employees so not actually going out to find other jobs but perhaps uh, you know, keeping your CV up to date networking uh, perhaps doing some training to you know uh, strengthen any sort of weaknesses that an employee might have in in terms of their own sort of uh, skill set. Uh, so just preparing, if you like, for the possibility that they may need to go elsewhere. Um, but then there's that second point that you mentioned, which is that some employees may go off and get another job um, or do something on the side, as it were, to perhaps prepare for. If something was to happen with their existing job, say redundancy or something like that, and yeah, employers, uh, there may be something in the employment contract that prevents employees from uh, undertaking other roles. But certainly, even if there wasn't anything that restricted them, they would need to tell their employer about it because the employer needs to monitor their working time. So uh, usually, unless an employee is opted out, they will have forty-eight. Uh, you know, there'll be a maximum of forty-eight hours um, that they should work in a in a week. And employers need to know if they're working more than that. So if they have some side job that they're working uh, every night on, they could be working vast hours that may create a health and safety issue. Mm-hmm. So employers need to know what other employments people are doing just from that, that pure health and safety point and also uh, working time. So yes, you know, employees should really tell their employers if they're doing other things. Um, and an employer is also going to be concerned about is there going to be any conflict of interest there? So potentially, are they working for a competitor or are they doing something that, whilst not might be illegal, but might be costing the employer more money? So one thing that, example that I've heard of is perhaps people who have company vehicles delivering takeaways and things like that. You know, so using the employer's sort of petrol uh, to use the company vehicles of an evening to deliver things or even you know be taxis or Ubers or, or whatever. Um, so that's something else that employers really need to sort of keep an eye out for and which would land the uh, employee in hot water. So yes, there's certainly some interesting uh, concepts there. And thanks for bringing uh, those up. Thank you. This brings us to the end of our episode. Any further queries, please get in touch with us. Thank you for listening and please check back on our social media channels for details of our next episode. <laughs>